Due to the extreme nature of this program, listeners' discretion is advised. The subject matters may include topics of substance usage, sex, foul language, and references to historical events that may be sensitive to some listeners. Things discussed may not be considered politically correct in this overly sensitive environment. They may not be appropriate for listeners under the age of 13. As well as some listeners, no matter the age, may find things offensive. Again, listener discretion is advised. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to GXO, another episode of Generation Extraordinary, the podcast nobody asked for. Focusing on everything pop culture from the greatest generation ever, Generation X. So if it happened between 1960 and 1999, you darn right, we're going to talk about it, like movies, music, TV, and even a bit of history from that year. Who knows, you may just learn something before we're done, and if you're lucky, this old man just may regale you with a story or two. I'm Robert Pop, coming to you from beautiful Podunk, Nebraska. Over the last several years, there has been a rise in cases of pink eye. Scientists and researchers have concluded the leading cause for this is texting on the toilet. Ever since the invention of the smartphone and having access to some of the greatest things on the Internet, while dropping the kids off at the pool, so to speak, people spend 87% more time in the bathroom in 2022 than they did in 2002. Sure, COVID lockdown got people washing their hands, but what about the phone? You can't very well run it underwater. But now, from anal tech comes the pink eye solution in the form of the eye poop. The eye poop is a pocket sanitizer for electronic devices. Simply turn on the eye poop when you enter the stall, and by the time you are ready to exit, it's ready to use. So after you clean yourself, run the eye poop over the surface, then wash your hands. No more chance for pink eye, even if you break on through to the other side and take a trip through Mud Valley. The eye poop will clean and sanitize. Look for the eye poop at all cell phone retailers. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to this episode of GXO, Generation Extraordinary, the podcast nobody asked for this week. Like I said, it is Thanksgiving, and I'm going to give you my own Thanksgiving treat. This is one of my favorite uh, favorite episodes, favorite topics, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati's Turkey Drop. So as always, before we jump into the topic, we're going to jump into some history. So the date was 1978. Back in those days, we had Leonid Brezhnev as leader of the Soviet Union. We had President Jimmy Carter. And over in the UK, Prime Minister James Callahan. Top headlines for that year. We've already covered some of these. People's Temple Jonestown suicides happened. If you are not familiar with that, please find that episode and listen to it because it uh, is a very sad, sad event. First solo North Pole expedition. Don't know why you'd do that. United Kingdom, the first test tube baby was born, and the first Garfield comic strip happened. The Susan B. Anthony dollar coin was invented, and that was a bad idea because it was roughly the same size as a quarter and like these micro corners on it. So, yeah, I mean, people were just reaching in, either overpaying or underpaying. The United States teachers strike was going on and the reason that was because they didn't think they were getting paid enough but nobody was as the U.S. dollar plunges. Oil tanker Amco Cadiz runs aground. Some of that Batman shit going on with poison umbrella tip murder. That was wild. I also covered that a little more in detail during the Jonestown massacre episode. The Japanese car imports accounted for half the U.S. import market following the energy crisis. Serial killer, David Berkowitz. I was just talking to my friend about this this morning. I said, I'm probably the only person in the world that ever has carried on a two-way conversation with their dog. 
And then she reminded me, no, no, I doubt that. And then, of course, I thought, oh, no, that's right. Berkowitz did. Anyway, he was sentenced that year to 12 years to life in prison. The U.S. stopped production of the neutron bomb. That's good because the neutron bomb, well, all it did was kill people but leave the buildings and infrastructure standing. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Indira Gandhi, she was jailed for corruption in India. Now, as far as I could tell with my research, she had no immediate relations to Mahatma Gandhi, which is who the movie was about, Gandhi. And he was very famous for peace without violence. He was doing hunger strikes. She was not as popular as he was, and she was assassinated in October 31st, 1984. Also in India for that year, while Indira was in jail, it faced its longest and worst monsoon season in modern times, leaving 2 million homeless. We had three popes in one year. Uh, That's kind of wild because Pope Paul VI died at the age of 80. Pope John Paul I, he became Pope on August 26th and died just 33 days later. And then Pope John Paul II, who is a saint and one of the greatest popes, in my opinion, in in history, he had probably one of the longest reigning uh, period as pope. So, and I wonder if I could say pope one more time during that segment. Pope. Space Invaders. Well, that launched a craze for the video games. So all of you parents and grandparents that bitch and moan that, oh, this kid only wants to play video games. You know what? We were the reason that happened. Space Invaders, Atari, Pac-Man, all of that shit. We're to blame. We're to blame. U.S. Senate approved the Panama Canal Neutrality Treaty and voted to return control of the canal over to Panama by the year 2000. Former Italian Premier Aldo Moro was kidnapped by left-wing terrorists who killed five bodyguards. He was found slain. The Framework for Peace in the Middle East was signed by Egypt's President Anwar Sadat and the Israeli Premier Menachem Begin. This was after a 13-day conference at Camp David led by President Jimmy Carter. A lot of people want to say Carter didn't do shit during his office. Well, yeah, you know, he actually did a lot for foreign relations. I mean, what we got going on over there right now, we kind of need a Jimmy Carter to settle the dust. Sony introduced the Walkman and expanded my world because I am lost without my music, whether I'm walking, driving, sitting, listening, whatever even going to sleep on September 25th near San Diego, a Pacific Southwest airline jet and a small plane collided in the air over a community called North park, killing 144 people and 10 homes were set ablaze. That is wild. That is what that is just wild to me. Notable deaths that year, Hubert Humphrey died, and Norman Rockwell. In music, top five songs in the U.S., the Bee Gees with Staying Alive, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, You're the One That I Want. The Village People were doing the YMCA, which is so overplayed, and I hate that fucking song. The Bee Gees, Night Fever, and Boney M., Rivers of Babylon. I don't have any idea who Boney M is. Top five songs in the UK. Boney M, Rivers of Babylon. Brown Girl in the Ring was the alternate title for that song. I don't even know what the hell that means. John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, You're the One That I Want. John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, Summer Nights. The Bee Gees with Night Fever. And The Commodores, Three Times a Lady. Top five songs on the rock chart. Now, I got a problem with a couple of these, as always. To me, rock is going to be, at this time, it's going to be like Nazareth, you know, Black Sabbath. That's going to be rock to me. But the top 40 
says that this is this is what it is. So here we go. The Bee Gees with Staying Alive. To me, that's disco. Great song, but still disco. Rod Stewart, Do You Think I'm Sexy? Um, the Tramps with Disco Inferno. And then Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. You're the one that I want. And Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta with Summer Nights. So I think the only person on there that I would even consider rock would be Rod Stewart. And even that's a stretch. Top five songs on the U.S. R&B chart. Stevie Wonder, Uptight, Everything's All Right. That's a great song. Percy Sledge, When a Man Loves a Woman, another great song. The Supremes, You Keep Me Hanging On. The Four Tops, Reach Out, I'll Be There. Those are all great songs. And The Temptations, Beauty is Only Skin Deep. Top five songs on the country chart. Waylon and Willie, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. Love Waylon. Number two, he's the number two on my, on my list. All-time favorite singers, Waylon Jennings. Olivia Newton-John, A Little More Love. Crystal Gale, well, she was hearing her partner talking in your sleep. Dolly Parton, singing about a heartbreaker. And Paul Davis, which I have no idea who he is, sung about Sweet Life. The top five one-hit wonder songs, Substitute by Clout. Can't say I even know that one. Love is in the air. You can feel it everywhere. That was by John Paul Young. Emotion by Samantha Sang. I love that song. King Tut by Steve Martin. And Baby Come Back, which was ruined by, I believe it was the Swiffer commercials. And that was by Player, where the... The fucking broom walks out of the house and the mop is like, baby, come back. Yeah. On the crime beat that year, uh, Tim Allen. Yes. The voice of Buzz Lightyear and a uh, star of Home Improvement was arrested for the possession of 650 grams of cocaine. And just think if he'd have had a little bit more, we may not have ever had Tim Allen entertaining us. Also in 1978, the JFK International Airport, there was a theft of $5.9 million, and John Gotti was involved in that, and we talked about that a few weeks ago. In 1978, the Black Friars Massacre, also known as the Black Friars Murder, is an unsolved Irish mob or Italian-American mafia massacre that occurred on June 28, 1978, in Blackfriars Pub in downtown Boston. Four criminals known to the police and a former Channel 7 Boston TV investigative newsman, Jack Kelly, were killed, allegedly over the sale of cocaine. Also in 1978, 17-year-old Robin Oswald, 17-year-old, uh, hijacked TWA flight 541 flying from Louisville to Kansas City claimed she had three sticks of dynamite. The plane landed at Williamson County Regional Airport where she hoped to seek the release of Garrett Trapnell, who was serving time at Marion Federal Penitentiary. Trapnell was serving time for a 1972 hijacking, following which her in 78, her mother, Barbara Oswald, had been killed while hijacking a helicopter. I don't know, people. I mean, you know, y'all want to bitch and moan about going through airport security. I don't recall there being many hijackings in the last 20 years. I really don't. Fuck, this one here is associated to three. By the way, the dynamite was later revealed to just be road flares. Now, this one... Speedway, Indiana. I, I did some research on this. The Burger Chef murders. I don't know if you guys remember Burger Chef. It was like this 80-foot tall, uh, fat chef in front of all their burger joints. Anyway, this took place at a restaurant on Friday, November 17th, 1978. Four young employees went missing in what was initially thought to be a petty theft of cash from the restaurant safe. 
By Saturday morning, it became clear that it was a case of robbery kidnapping. And by Sunday, when their bodies were discovered, a case of murder. While investigators believe they had identified some or all of the perpetrators without any physical evidence, to this day they have still not been able to prosecute those alive. Two months earlier in Speedway, the Speedway bombings were a series of eight random bombings that occurred between September 1st and September 6th. And four separate trials drug dealer Brett Kimberline was convicted of multiple charges related to the bombing. During the Burger Chef murders, he was still on the loose. However, they have been found that they are not connected. With serial killers, now remember, most of these, these are the year our serial killer got started in our target year. Uh, over in Russia, Andrei Chikatilo, the Red Ripper of Rostov. Outwardly, Chikatilo appeared to be a stand-up Soviet citizen, whatever that means. A former military man and a devoted father of two. But he was actually a brutal, brutal killer. After his arrest, Chikatilo quickly confessed to 56 murders that he had committed between 1978 and 1990. And you guys need to... Uh, find this one to find more information on this. It becomes very apparent during the trial. The reason why Chikatilo was in a cage in the courtroom wasn't to protect people from him, but it was to keep people from getting to him. It's wild. And he's a crazy looking motherfucker too. Here in the United States, we had several serial killers just getting started. Robert Hohenberg. Uh, he had five supposed victims. And he was a former California police deputy linked to kidnap murders of teenagers in Morgan City, Louisiana. He committed suicide to avoid arrest. Saved the taxpayers. Keith Darrell Rich, he had four confirmed victims. He was known as the Hillside Rapist. He preyed on women in Redding, California. Gervies Davis. I know I probably mispronounced that. He was an accomplice to Richard Holman, killed robbery bank witnesses, saying it was easier than wearing a mask. They had nine victims, he did. Lee Jeffrey Griffin had three victims. He stabbed people in Houston during robberies. Uh, Richard Holman, the accomplice of Gervies Davies, they, like I said, they killed the robbery witnesses. They had nine victims. Vernal Andre Jones had eight victims. Uh, he murdered a couple and then murdered three more people on the same day with Freddie Tiller. I don't know what this team up shit is this week. Uh, eight victims, but five that were confirmed. Gerald Parker. He was known as the bedroom basher. Yeah, it was in Orange County, California, who raped and murdered five women. Parker was not identified until 1996. Wow. He had six victims. Uh, Gerald Gallego, uh, he was the accomplice of Charlene Gallego, who was released in 1997. I don't know what the fuck she did, so I'm going to have to look into that. Joseph Tour Jr., seven victims, murdered a family of four and two other women in Minnesota. So confirmed six victims, but subject of seven or more. Lee Robert Willie. He murdered at least three people in Louisiana, five uh, he was suspected of. Mercutio Silva had four victims. He was known as, quote, the monster. He killed an acquaintance as a teenager, paroled, and went on to kill two teenage runaways and his half-sister. So that would be considered under familicide. Vincent Groves had 20-plus victims that he, was sub that he was suspected in, had seven confirmed. He raped and strangled prostitutes in Denver and the surrounding areas. Of course, we all know who Jeffrey Dahmer is. He got started that year. Philip Carl Jablonski. He murdered women in California and Utah, had five victims. Robert Spangler. He had four victims. He murdered members of his own family in Colorado and Arizona. Another familicide. 
Charles Robert Ladd. Uh, he killed women and three children in Dallas, paroled, and later killed another woman in Tyler, Texas. I don't get. I, I don't get. I, you know, if you're a murderer, why the fuck are they paroling you? I don't know. Uh, Nathaniel Burkett had five or more victims, murdered women in Mississippi and Nevada during a 24-year period. Wow. Terry Peter Rasmussen had six or more victims. He was known as the Chameleon Killer, main suspect in the Bear Brook murders as well as other murders. Randy Gay, he had three or more victims, murdered three people, including his father-in-law and his biological father during an argument. Wow. Talk about daddy issues. Manuel Jose Martinez had 36 or more victims. He was a Mexican-American cartel hitman. And then, of course, Ted Bundy was captured. And that was after being on the FBI's most wanted list for only four days. And, of course, he was captured down in Florida. Harvey Milk and former Mayor George Moscone uh, were killed by former supervisor Dan White in San Francisco. Robert Priest, he was the last known victim of John Wayne Gacy. On the afternoon of December 11, 1978, Gacy visited Nissen Pharmacy in Des Plaines and to discuss a potential remodeling deal with the store owner. While he was within earshot of a 15-year-old part-time employee, Robert Priest, Gacy mentioned his firm often hired teenage boys at a hiring wage of starting at $5 per hour. He left the store at 9 p.m., promising to return shortly, but never did. Priest was murdered shortly after 10 p.m. at Gacy's home. Gacy was arrested a few days later, December 21st, 1978. And closer to my podunk home, there was a stabbing murder in Germany in 1978 where a woman was found alongside the road that uh, she'd been stabbed uh, 14 times that had gone unsolved since 1978. Now, I know that doesn't sound like that's near home here. But just over 45 years later, a Nebraska man, 69-year-old Tommy Moline, was arrested in Gearing, Nebraska, which is out near Scotts Bluff, as the prime suspect, where DNA was found and proved to be Molina's. The judge, as of this date, has confirmed that he can be extradited to Germany. So I'm waiting to find out to follow up with where that is. In the movie theater, 1978 brought us a ton of good movies. And a few not-so-good ones. We had Taxi Driver. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? You must be. Rocky. All the President's Men. Carrie. Logan's Run. The Bad News Bears. Freaky Friday. Um, a Silver Streak had Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. King Kong. The Enforcer. Assault on Precinct 13. That was a good one. I spit on your grave. Now, you know, I I got to say the the original one was good. The remake was five star. That's all there was to it. As far as a a grab you by the boo boo, make you feel really uncomfortable. Five star. The second follow up for that again, five star third part in that series four stars i didn't think it was as good but they were you know but it was still great the outlaw josie wales the deer hunter heaven can wait again that had uh warren Beatty in it i'm just not a big warren Beatty fan i guess halloween invasion of the body snatchers superman there's a lot of people out there myself included that yes they have redone superman but the only true superman for us is christopher reeves the Buddy Holly story, that was before uh, Gary Busey went off the fucking rails out into the woods and down the cliff. And he was actually, when he had his shit together, he was actually a really good actor. Foul Play, that had uh, Goldie Hawn and Chevy Chase in it. Same time next year. That was an Alan Alda movie, and that was really good. Grease, Coma, Dawn of the Dead, 
Animal House, horrible movie for Mark Hamill, Corvette Summer. God, I hated that movie. Drunken Master with Jackie Chan. I think that was his first American movie. Up in Smoke with Cheech and Chong. Absolutely. By the way, I got to tell my my uh, my friend Scott if he's listening. Thank you for letting me borrow those albums and listening to those. That was so inappropriate, especially at our age. Uh, but still, thank you, thank you, thank you. Every which way but loose. Hooper with uh, Burt Reynolds, Convoy, The End with Burt Reynolds, where he wanted to do himself in, and Dom DeLuise was his roommate as a mental patient and was trying to help him the whole time. Cat from Outer Space, loved that movie. On TV, oh my word, we had some fantastic TV as a kid. Uh, probably one of the most inappropriate things that a 10-year-old should be watching but I did every week with my grandparents, and I still watch it as I come across it. That's Dallas, Taxi, Battlestar Galactica, Vegas, Mork and Mindy, 2020, still going strong all these years. The Paper Chase, Top Gear, for you motorheads that are listening, you know what I'm talking about when I say Top Gear. And this was in Britain. This was when it was still good because of Jeremy Clarkson. And now they've got this trio of douchebags that are on there, and it's just ruined the show. Flying High, that had the oh, beautiful Connie Selica from The Greatest American Hero. That's where she got kind of one of her starts. The Ted Knight Show. Uh, David Cassidy was still trying to cash in after the Partridge family, and he was a spy. David Cassidy undercover. Something that really helped me through my puberty was the Hee Haw Honeys show. So thank you to that. Uh, CBS Afternoon Playhouse. Wait a minute. That, if I'd have watched the Hee Haw Honeys in the afternoon, would that have been considered the CBS Playhouse? Hmm. Just something to ponder. Jim Neighbor Show. Golly! I, I just never could stand. I don't know. I just wasn't a big Jim Neighbors fan. Uh... And the comedy shop. I just recently came across this on Tubi. And there are things that are very dated, but there are also things that are still very funny. There's some racy stuff on there, too, that quite frankly, these snowflakes today would go, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. I'll believe it, kid. Fucking suck it up. And then, of course, today's topic, we have WKRP in Cincinnati, the turkey drop episode. So stick around. Oh my god, was that you? Oops, sorry. Holy fuck, man. If you're sick, let me take you to the hospital. I drank cheap beer last night, then I had eggs this morning. Dear lord, that's horrible. Why don't you try Krakatoa Fart Filter? What's that? Dude, it's just a sicky pad you put in the seat of your pants, so when you break wind, you don't emit a chemical weapon more deadly than sarin gas. Actually, it takes the shit-flavored air and turns it into a fine breeze. There are all kinds of scents. Apple cinnamon, citrus, vanilla... And for limited time, pumpkin spice. Here, try this. Mm. See what I mean? It turned that nuclear bomb into an appetizing whiff of fried chicken. From Anal Tech comes Krakatoa Fart Filters. Five different sizes. 32 flavors made for people of all ages. Available at all fine retailers. The views and opinions expressed are just that. Rob's views and opinions. He's not always politically correct, and those views may not match up with your own. Please believe me, it is not his intention to offend anyone. Hopefully you find the shows entertaining and informative as well. Please note, Rob is not a professional historian, but he has done a lot of research for this show. With that being said, mistakes happen, but he will do his best to minimize those. Keep in mind, he's just some nut with a microphone. All right, welcome to this first annual Thanksgiving Day Extravaganza. What I'm doing this time is my little special treat to you is my very favorite Thanksgiving episode ever is Turkeys Away from WKRP. Turkeys Away is the seventh episode of the first season of WKRP in Cincinnati. It aired on October 30th, 1978 and was co-written by story editor Bill Dial and series creator Hugh Wilson. In this episode, station manager Arthur Carlson attempts to pull off the greatest Thanksgiving promotion in radio history. 
dropping live turkeys from a helicopter. This was actually based on a true promotion, but I'll give you more details on that a little bit later on. Turkeys Away has been praised by fans and critics and is widely considered to be the most famous episode of the series. Frequently played, and I do this, every Thanksgiving season, and one of the best episodes on television history. Now, I do have to interject here. I have had this on VHS, DVD, streaming systems. I have subjected my kids to this episode for years. A few years ago, my son says, aren't we going to watch Turkeys Away? I was, just, I, I was so proud. It brought a tear to my eye. Last year, my oldest grandson, hey, Grandpa, aren't we going to watch the turkey show? Oh, my God. That no, You know you're, you're parenting correctly when shit like that happens. So the episode, station manager Arthur Carlson attempts to get, to get more involved in the day-to-day operations of the radio station. And he wants to come up with a Thanksgiving publicity stunt that he keeps extremely secret from the entire staff. Along with his, sorry, my producer's playing with one of her crunchy toys. So if that's you that you hear in the background, I apologize. Along with his sales manager, Herb Tarlick, love Herb, a super secret, incredible, one-of-a-kind Thanksgiving promo, a very unique turkey giveaway. On the scene reporter, Les Nessman delivers a dramatic play-by-play of the ill-conceived event at the Pinedale Shopping Mall, live on the air as Carlson and Tarlick toss turkeys to their death from a helicopter, quote, like sacks of wet cement. The crowd begins to run for their lives as the turkeys violently crash into the ground. At one point, Nesman invokes the Herbert Morrison emotional description of the 1937 Hindenburg disaster. One just went through the windshield of a parked car. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, the humanity. I love that. This jockey, Dr. Johnny Fever, Andy Travis, Venus Flytrap, and Bailey Quarters all recoil in horror as... Les Nessman's recount of the gory details until the transmission is cut. Johnny Fever concludes the segment by quipping, for all of you who just tuned in, the Pinedale Shopping Mall has just been bombed with live turkeys. Film at 11. Following the incident, the station is bombarded with phone calls from the Humane Society and the Cincinnati mayor. Travis attempts to assuage the mayor's concerns by saying, No humans were hurt during the incident. And Jennifer says to the Humane Society, but a lot of turkeys don't make it through the holiday season. Both Carlson and Tarlick return to the station in a disheveled state from the disastrous promotion. Carlson is incredulous that his idea went so awry. A distressed Nessman also returns, recounting how he jammed himself into a phone booth after some of the crowd began to descend on him. He also revealed that the surviving turkeys mounted a counterattack. The episode concludes with Mr. Carlson coming out back out into the lobby and states to the staff, As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. The plot for Turkeys Away was actually based on a true story. WKRP in Cincinnati's creator, Hugh Wilson, adapted Carlson's character from Jerry Bloom, a general manager from a radio station in Atlanta from 1960 to 1989. He recounted that the episode was inspired by a similar live turkey giveaway promotion by Bloom, who tossed turkeys out the back of a pickup truck, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Bloom said in the 1996 interview that the disastrous promotion he quipped, I didn't know turkeys couldn't fly. Almost word for word for what Mr. Carlson says at the end of the episode. The public went nuts fighting over the turkeys. And it was a mess, Bloom said. That was about the whole story, to my knowledge. The turkey drop was never repeated. 
Other aerial turkey drops have also been documented in Arkansas, where the local Chamber of Commerce over the years sponsored the Turkey Trot Festival and featured turkeys being dropped from a low-flying airplane. The AV Club called Richard Sanders, Les Nessman's description of the turkey drop creative and gruesome and downright hilarious, and I would agree with that. Adding, quote, the whole gag happened off screen, including the turkeys apparently organizing a counterattack. But vivid lines like that and Sanders' shell-shocked delivery, not only to mention the way he was hugging the wall, made it come to life. When we come back, I'm going to play you the audio of the whole gag as a Thanksgiving treat from me to you. If you've seen it, you'll be able to relive the incident in your head. If not, I hope it encourages you to find and watch it. From all of us here at GXO, please enjoy the holiday season and be careful. And I will tell you right now, I'll never forget the events of 45 years ago and the victims of the turkey drop in 1978. Nobody enjoys changing a shitty diaper, but you can't ignore it. The flies get too thick and usually CPS gets involved, so make the most of it. Tender Tush Wipes by Sledgehammer Unlike the wet wipes that have traditionally been the size of a postage stamp and smelled like baby powder. Tender Tush are the size of a shop towel guaranteed to remove all the poop rather than getting it on your hands, and they have a neutralizing agent to counteract the foulest of baby shit and leaves baby clean and smooth. The first wipe designed with both you and baby in mind. Tender Tush by Sledgehammer. That's how good this shit is. Weather today in the greater Cincinnati area. I love you so badly. I could... They're solid plastic, so don't settle for imitation. But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. <laughs> the news game, your department. Who wants to know? <laughs> oh, yeah, just me, the station manager. <laughs> well, in that case, it's going just fine. No problems. Good. Good. 
<laughs> that just seems to be the big story of the day. Taxes. Nobody wants to pay them anymore. Ah, I see. And in other headlines, Thursday is Thanksgiving again. <laughs> Inflation continues. There's more fighting <laughs> In football, this may be the week for the Bengals, uh, or maybe not. Uh, <laughs> turning to the weather, it's 45 degrees and cloudy. Thanks for that update, Les. <laughs> Keep up the good work. No problem. Don't touch those. Hi. <laughs> uh, I think I'll probably just uh, slip out back, Jennifer, and look around, maybe review the troops, <laughs> rattle a few cages. Okie dokie. <laughs> if anything, you know, big comes up, I'll be right back here. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was... Uh, uh, oh. Ripping music, huh? Yeah, uh, that's that's good, all right. What's the name of that orchestra? Pink Floyd. Who was that Pink Floyd? <laughs> do I hear dogs barking on that thing? I do. <laughs> good, aren't they? <laughs> hey, here's a thing called Pigs on the Wing. <laughs> what does that sound like? I don't do requests. Well, just keep up the good work. Giving it all I got. So I see. <laughs> hello. Oh, hello. Is uh, Travis in? Uh, no. no. Huh. Hey, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> You're off duty, huh? How about you? What are you doing? Uh, I'm working on a promotion idea. Yeah? Oh, well, maybe I can be of some assistance. It's probably nothing you'd be interested in. Young lady, I've done thousands of promotions in my day. Now, what's the problem? Well, uh, we don't know whether to give away Boston T-shirts or foreigner T-shirts. Boston. Foreign stuff shrinks. <laughs> Yes, sir. Anything else? No, uh, that, that's about it. Oh, ah, good. Well, listen, it was nice speaking with you both. see me? <clears throat> yeah, uh, Andy. Uh, why don't you come right on in here? Matter of fact, Travis, just uh, come right over here and uh, take a seat. Uh, sit, sit down right there. Get you anything? Coffee? Uh, gum? Uh, no, I'm... Oh, good. <laughs> well, then let's... Uh, why don't you just put those uh, shiny boots right up there on the desk like that? Relax. You rascal, you so-and-so, you rough-and-ready guy, you, huh? <laughs> Just get comfortable there, and then give me the big picture. Big picture? Yeah, you know, uh, give me the rundown, your view from the top. Yeah, I mean, you're my right arm, man. What's happening out there in the field? Oh, you mean how's business? Yeah, yeah, just, uh, you know, shoot it to me straight, hotshot. Well, everything's fine. Oh, listen, I get that answer from everybody around here. Oh, no problem. 
What's really going on, Travis? <laughs> Nothing. Well, I don't like it. It's too quiet. Well, do you think the Indians are going to attack? Possibly. Worst things have happened to us since we switched to rock and roll. No, sir, look, everything is running very smoothly. I think we're on the right track. Uh, Herb doing all right? My, uh, less uh, been proven right along? Yep. So, how about me? How am I doing? I think you're doing just fine. You do? I see. Why? <laughs> I, I don't understand what you mean. What, what am I doing good at? You're the station manager. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's what I am. Yeah, but what do I do? <laughs> you are the boss. You're the boss. Uh-huh. All right. And you do uh, boss stuff. <laughs> such as? Well, you... Uh, uh, well, then again, you... Uh, well, let, let, let me put it this way. Just knowing that you're in here, boss, uh, boss, knowing that you're at the helm gives us a lot of confidence. Ah. <laughs> That's not good enough, Travis. I mean, I sit in here all day, uh, you know, at, at the helm, as you say, but I never get to steer the ship. I'm in charge here. I want to be involved. How? Well, first off, I need to have the day-to-day details if I'm going to get the big picture. And, and no detail is too small. I want to personally approve everything that goes on in this station. Traffic, continuity, programming, engineering, the whole ballgame. Now, sir, now, I don't now, know. Let's about... face it, Travis, you're a good man. One of the best. But I'm the big guy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Now, you get out there and you let those troops know what's expected of them. Uh, Mr. Carlson. Yes. Everything is going so well now. And it's going to get even better. (laughs) (laughs) The old spirit. (laughs) Andy, you got to do something about Carlson, man. What's he done? The guy won't leave me alone. I mean, he's driving me crazy with his suggestions. Ah, Johnny, he's the station manager and he feels left out. Look, I took this job originally because I figured Carlson was like me. Guy who doesn't quite know what's going on around him. He likes it that way. <laughs> now he's, he's in everything. Well, I can't say as I blame him. After all, he is the boss. Andy, you've got to do something about Mr. Carlson. Yeah, well, so I hear. He's hanging around my teletype machines. <laughs> out an assignment with me. I work alone, Andy. Everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah, Liz, I know that you do. Okay, I'll uh, talk with Carlson. Andy, I got to talk to you about Carlson. Yeah, well, get in line. Hmm? Oh, sure. <laughs> I was just kidding. I know. <laughs> All right, what's Carlson done? Well, he blew a deal I've been working on. Oh, who was the client? A little pipe shop downtown. Cash on the barrel head, out the window. What did he say? He said it was just a front for selling paraphernalia for drug users. <laughs> okay, I'll talk with him. Where is this? <laughs> Carlson, right? What's got into him, man? He used to be scared to death of me, and I thought that was a good relationship. <laughs> but now he's always come up trying to jive me, you know? He wants to know if I need anything. Well, like what? A, a watermelon. <laughs> Mr. Carlson. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. He wanted to approve the T-shirt promotion. <laughs> he's way out of line, Andy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm not. 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 I'm not.
assure you that there is nothing in the world wrong with the big guy. Now, trust me on this. Are you You're all here. Good. I was going to call a meeting anyway. Uh, yeah, Mr. Carlson, I need to have a word with you, sir. Not now, Travis. I got some tremendous news. I just concluded a deal that's going to make radio history. I can't give you all the pertinent information at this particular point in time, but I can tell you that you'll all be receiving your assignments later. Les, Herb, don't have to tell you what this means. <laughs> Heck no, big guy. I'm with you 100%. Perhaps you should tell me, Mr. Carlson. <laughs> Les, we are now a rock and roll station. And these casually dressed people over here seem to think they've taken over the place. <laughs> Just want to tell you that Les Herb and I were here before all of you. And we did pretty good on our own. Am I right, Herb? I'd say better than pretty good, big guy. <laughs> Les? Just what exactly did you have in mind, Mr. Carlson? Only the greatest promotion idea of all time. Great. All it's going to take is your complete cooperation, absolute secrecy, and 20 live turkeys. <laughs> Herb, you're in charge of getting those turkeys. <laughs> You got him, big guy. <laughs> well, it looks like this thing might work out for Carlson after all. He's got two turkeys with him already. <laughs> well, gentlemen, tomorrow is turkey day. <laughs> I almost feel that electricity in the air. You know, I think I can feel it too, Mr. Carlson, if you'd let me know just a little something about it. What? And let every station in this town find out about it? No siree. Use a haircut, Les. <laughs> get those turkeys? Yeah, but it wasn't easy. When that farmer asked me what I wanted with 20 live turkeys, I had to do some pretty fast talking, let me tell you. What did you tell him? I told him it was a secret. <laughs> That's pretty fast, Herb. Yeah. Well, Hey, Jennifer, would you come in, please? Gentlemen, as I speak, Johnny Fever is on the air. On the air telling the world about one of the greatest events in Gobbler history. You want me, Mr. Carlson? Oh, yeah, come in, Jennifer. Uh, have a seat. No, thank you. Well, all right. This particular point in time, I would like to dictate a press release. I don't take dictation. <laughs> What? Oh, all right. I guess I can do this thing myself. <laughs> it's probably going to be a long meeting, though, so why don't you get coffee for all the guys here? I don't get coffee, Mr. Carlson. We agree. <laughs> you have to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> Will there be anything else I can do? No, I ain't got about that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no. Thank you. <laughs> How does she get away with that? Are you kidding? <laughs> All right, gentlemen, tomorrow's the big day. I think we ought to review our assignments. Les, you had those remote lines? Yes, sir. And I've had a big banner made up with the station call letters on it. W-K-R-P. <laughs> Why does Les have to do a remote? Because this promotion is news, Andy. Big news. All right, Travis, uh, newspaper's coming? Nope. No. No, they said the giving away turkeys wasn't their idea of news. <laughs> Why, those fools. <laughs> They'll be sorry. This event's going to set the town on its ear. Uh, Mr. Carlson, uh, sir, this is your promotion, and I respect that, but don't you think you should let us know some of the details? <clears throat> Ours is not to wonder why, Travis. <laughs> right. Les? Yes, sir. You get out there and you take care of the shopping center. Travis, you take care of everything here at the station. Where are you going to be? <coughs> Ooh, I'll be around. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's get out there and win one for WKRP. <laughs> In the old rah-rah, sis-boom-bah stuff, guys. We'll really whip this place into shape.
big guy, huh? I don't know about these other guys, but you can always count on me. I hope you know that. I do. By the way, where will I be? I want you right there with me. By my side. <laughs> I'm like a son to him. Listen, man, you have any idea what's going on? Nope. But in five minutes, we're going to find out what's happening. What do you suppose he's up to? Carlson? I don't know. You should have been here for the big uh, wig promotion. <laughs> well, uh, naturally, it didn't work. And we ended up with a warehouse full of wigs. Carlson, <laughs> he couldn't figure out how to get rid of them until the Guatemalan earthquake. <laughs> well, the Red Cross called out, you know, for uh, blankets, clothes, anything. <laughs> So Carlson, out of the goodness of his heart, shipped these destitute earthquake victims in Guatemala 3,000 blondes. I still have this picture in my mind of quake victims stumbling through the rubble, all looking like Dolly Parton. Okay, Johnny, uh... You ready for whatever? Uh, always. <laughs> Les, you still there? Yes, Johnny. You see anything yet? Uh, well, no, there's quite a crowd, though. Where's the big guy? I don't know where Carlson is, but uh, we're coming to you right after this record, okay? Okay, no problem. I can handle it. Okay, real close. <laughs> fellow babies and now it's time to go to our live remote man on the scene at the pinedale shopping mall for the big wkrp turkey giveaway so take it away les nesman this is les nesman your man on the scene here at the pinedale shopping center where the excitement is mounting we're here to witness the big wkrp hey, turkey thanksgiving giveaway hey you got permission to be out here what you're blocking my store here buddy don't you know who I am? Huh? I'm Les Nesman. I won the Buckeye Newshawk Award last year. Oh, good for you, Buckeye. Now get out of my doorway. I'm sorry. Creep. <laughs> so far, so good, huh? I'm here with hundreds of people who have gathered to witness what has been described as perhaps the greatest turkey event in Thanksgiving Day history. All we know for sure is that in a very few moments, there are going to be a lot of happy people out here. Now, the crowd is... The, the crowd is uh, curious, but well-behaved. And I think I hear something now. Uh, the crowd is moving out into the parking area. And, oh yes, I can see it now. It's a... It's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. A helicopter? It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner. And it says, uh, Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, w. The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, perhaps a skydiver plummeting to, to the earth from only 2,000 feet in the air. There's no parachutes yet. Around 
each other. Oh my goodness. Oh, the humanity. The turkeys are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement. I don't know how much longer the, the crowd is running for their lives. I think I'm going to step inside. I can't stay out here and watch this any longer. No, I can't go in there. isn't there. <laughs> Thanks for that on-the-spot report, class. <laughs> you just tuned in, the Pinedale Shopping Mall has just been bombed with live turkey. Film at 11. <laughs> No, Mr. Look, Mr. Mayor, yes, there was some damage, sir, but no one was hurt. Mr. Colley, we know what the Humane Society stands for. The National Guard? No, sir, the National Guard, I don't think it's that serious. Well, Mr. Colley, a lot of turkeys don't make it through Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir, thank you very much. Yes, uh, goodbye. That was the Humane Society. They sounded pretty upset. Oh, Andy, why did you let Mr. Carlson do this? Because it's Mr. Carlson's station. This man must be stopped before he promotes again. <laughs> now listen, Mr. Carlson was here at WKRP when we were just kids. And I bet you he's going to be here long after we're all moved on. Yeah, but Andy, look. Now, Venus, if we cut him out, what's the point? Look, we're the young ones. Sometimes I think we're just a little bit too concerned about being number one. Now, Mr. Carlson, he... Well, he just Mr. Carlson. He just wants to be a part of things. should have worked. <laughs> Can I help you? No, no, I'm, I'm fine. Hey, Mr. Carlson. <laughs> What's it like to ride in a helicopter? <laughs> a lot of fun. Mr. Carlson, could I get you a cup of coffee? What? Uh, no, thank you, Jennifer. We agreed? Hmm? <laughs> Sir, it was the most unusual promotion idea I ever heard of. Never been anything else like it. No, no, I don't, I don't suppose it has. <laughs> I thought it would work. I planned this thing right down to the last detail. It was perfect. Where'd you get those birds? <laughs> Are you okay? I don't know. <laughs> A man and his two children tried to kill me. <laughs> After the turkeys hit the pavement, the crowd kind of scattered, but some of them tried to attack me. I had to jam myself into a phone booth. Then Mr. Carson had the helicopter land in the middle of the parking lot. I guess he thought he could save the day by turning the rest of the turkeys loose. Gets pretty strange after that. <laughs> strange. Yeah, right. No, no, Les, come on now, tell us the rest. I really don't know how to describe it. It was like the turkeys mounted a counterattack. It was almost as if they were organized. <laughs> As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly.
This has been Generation Extraordinary. The views and opinions are mine and mine alone. Any claims of time travel are purely fictitious. The music and audio clips are not mine, and in most cases were downloaded through my paid YouTube subscription and are only used for entertainment purposes. GXO is a production of Popeye Enterprises. Its host, creator, producer, and editor is Robert Pop. Co-producer is Harley Quinn Pop. Special guest voice actresses are Ariel Pop and Rachel Lyons. For more information, support, or to contact us, go to the website at www.genxord.com. Thanks for listening.